Talk drops. Uh, this is Dustin Kaufman. Uh, I'm Glenn Bolton, the co-host here, and we're joined by Zach Huber. Hello, Cough Drops yeah. own Zach Huber is in the house tonight. Hey. Uh, Zach is uh, our director of photography on our outside shoots. He's one of our cinematographers every week on the show, uh, and he's a very funny comedian. And he's also the winner of this week's round of Minute to Win It. Minute to Win It. Congratulations, Hello. Zach. Hey, thanks, man. I worked uh, extremely hard for that entire <laughs> minute. <laughs> uh, if you're not familiar, uh, Cough Drops uh, with uh, yours truly, Dustin Kaufman. We film live every week at the Uptown Arts Bar. Uh, isn't that right? Yeah, Uptown. on Thursdays, <laughs> 10 p.m. And then we release the following week. And uh, so check that out. Please subscribe to our YouTube at Cough Drops Live. Uh, Do it. And so we start. We're starting. A, we're in the second round. Just did the second round this week of a new six-week-long competition called Minutes to Win It. It's pretty sweet. It is pretty sweet. We're having five comics come up, do one minute. Um, we give them a topic, so they all have to base their minute around that topic. We have a bell go off after a minute. People laugh, and yeah. uh, and then we bring back three of the five, and the audience picks the winner at that point. And so even though you're part of the show, it was totally out of our hands. And I got to say, man, you earned it. You nailed it, man. Yeah, uh, no big deal. I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just I adapted a couple jokes I already had that I knew worked, and it just kind of worked out for the best. So tell us, how did you prepare for that minute? How did I prepare for comedy? the minute to win it? Uh, <laughs> I showed up at the arts bar at 8 o'clock that night. Now, that's really early for a 10 o'clock show, but you had to set up for the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to set up for the show. And I uh, had a couple drinks, uh, smoked some stuff out back with you, I believe. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I picked uh, just two short jokes that I had that kind of loosely resembled the topic of relationships. <laughs> and uh, then I told them on stage, and they were hilarious. Yeah, I was uh, I was, I was, was pretty impressed with uh, <laughs> with your minute. Well, a lot of it was the fact that you, you nailed it in that time frame. You really right. did, though, man. Yeah. Inside of one minute, you owned that minute. Yeah, I think so. Apparently, the audience. Yeah, I won't apparently. You can decide for yourself at home uh, and go just watch this week's episode of Cough Drops. Uh, subscribe, share with your friends. A minute. So what's the writing process when you're preparing for one minute of stand-up comedy? Uh, well, uh, I just uh, honestly, I just took a couple jokes I had and just adapted them to the uh, situation at hand. I uh, just kind of added some, some like, uh, I guess a premise to it, a different premise that made it uh, apply to the <laughs> apply to the topic that was given to me. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually surprised. Joke. I thought Tom Larson had a good shot of winning. Dude, I honestly <laughs> thought Tom beat me. <laughs> I thought he was Go, Going into it, I, I kind of, he was my odds-on favorite because he's so different. 
I like Tom because he can just go off the cuff whenever oh, yeah. he Completely. wants to. Like, oh, yeah. his, his perform what did he do? Just come up and start talking about he just started saying relationships yeah. or something. <laughs> Men in a relationship. <laughs> I don't remember what he but it was it was funny. He said swab the poop dick. I don't know what the context yeah. was, but that was hilarious. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. But he, he's one of those like dudes that makes you laugh in a way that makes you feel like you're a kid again. Like yeah. some of, like his humor, you know what I'm saying? Like it brings you back to that, like just I'm eight years old and I'm busting a gut at like the the weirdest, like most simple shit. Yeah, for sure. And you just you laugh really hard. Like I've never yeah. just kind of like chuckled or anything. Just yeah. laugh really hard. Dude, he kills me every time, man. Every time he when he goes on stage. He's yeah, and he's so he's so unassuming. Uh, and again, we're talking about uh, Kansas City comedian Tom Larson. Uh, if you want to get uh, a better look at him, you can also check him out. You can as Crack Jeremy in a couple, <laughs> in a couple <laughs> yeah. of our episodes. And he also does the History Larson, yeah. and which is oh, it is man. his he own brand of comedy. Just uh, yeah, that's basically. We his. just like to pretend like it's part of the show. We just, <laughs> we just like put it. We came up with a title for a yeah. sketch. It's like put on this to, suit jacket and this bow tie and, and go do out what there. Bit you already have. Yeah, <laughs> just do. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. you guys been up to? We have uh, Mo Alexander coming on the show later. I'm excited. We're gonna we're gonna call Mo Alexander, very funny comedian, uh, out of Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, he's just a stand-up comedian, or is he? What is a? Uh, he's a stand-up comedian. What's the uh, context for this call we're giving him? He. Is there a particular just because he's a funny comic? See, okay, okay. I mean, that, that I didn't know yeah. if like he the, just we bring like, you on for one show and you're <laughs> like, why are we calling these headlining clowns? Right? No, I, I don't know. I'm just like you know, Mister Minute to Win It over I did, here. I didn't know if he just had like a huge you're special. Like you just cashed in on Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. <laughs> Suplex City, bitch. <laughs> uh, so you're you're in film school, right? Yeah, yeah, I tell, suppose I am. Tell us about that a little bit. Uh, it's a, a fruitless venture. <laughs> it's meaningless, <laughs> but I am uh, I am definitely determined to pay a lot of money just to go there, so I can meet maybe a couple people, and hopefully they will give me a job in the future. I don't really think film school. You have to. I mean, you'll learn something. I'm not saying you're not going to learn anything. You got to keep an open mind so you can learn stuff. But I think it's more about really that just the situation you're put in through the school. What do you want to do with film? I mean, because I know you're out filming everything we do, and you're you know you're always make yourself available. You have a good concept for yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, I feel. I just I'm not entirely sure yet. I want to I want to get into the industry first. Almost is what I'm thinking, and then worry about what I want to do later. Like I feel like it's easy to get in not easy it's not easy but easier to get in as like a writer per se because there's so many writers for like every one thing so i feel like if maybe you could just get your foot in the door with like maybe a writing job you could eventually figure out what you really want to do and work your way up to that so you're going to uh film are you, you do are you taking like a writing some writing courses yeah i'm actually in a screenwriting class this semester oh that's great oh snap yeah it's been so cool. you write a bunch of mini scripts or what uh yeah it's been one so far we did a radio play that was an adaption of this god-awful ray bradbury short story <laughs> Oh, and yeah. I just turned that in today, and oh. it was just dog Did shit. Did you bring a copy of it? <laughs> oh, God, you don't want to see a copy of it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's two little kids just, like, visiting a Ferris wheel and watching it spin backwards. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, oh, my God, that is crazy. <laughs> Did, you, did you use like little kid voices? 
Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it is a script, so I didn't really use any voices, but uh, I oh. assumed that whoever portrayed the kids would be also kids. Oh, okay. I misheard what you said. Yeah, no big Glenn, you look awesome over there <laughs> with the headphones and the, your digital <laughs> fake glasses. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of this. Dude, told he told you. me in the parking lot that you were going to give him you. shit for the glasses. I told you. Dude, look, and this, you know, I, this is, I firmly believe this. I... Uh, got made. Those, these are things that kids get, would get made fun of. Made, you know, like glasses and braces, and you know all these things. And like, and I so like not only with that, I was fat and I had the curls, and so like I was. And so P, I would get, I would hear things because I wear glasses, and then all now all of a sudden it's hip and it's cool, and <laughs> people are wearing fake glasses to be hip. It's ridiculous. Well, you know, hip backwards is. <laughs> uh, look out, Glenn. He's got your number. Uh, I think I'm a little... Your Paps Blue Ribbon hat. <laughs> no. Dude, this, you are the perfect hipster today. Oh my God. <laughs> you walked in this <laughs> place hip as shit, dude. Is that, is that a... a, a what's, where's that shirt from? Old Navy. Oh, okay, that's not that hip. Yeah. Is that, is that that's not, not very hip, no. That's no. not very hip. Yeah, I, just put, I just put shit on, man. Like, I don't I don't think about trying to be cool anymore. I I gave up on trying to be cool Look, like, as a kid. Look, you do not just put on fake 8-bit glasses. Non-prescription. They're, I mean, obviously, they're real. Yeah, I don't I mean, think you just pull those out and you're like, eh, whatever, today is the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I was at the costume shop buying some stuff for cough drops, and I saw them, and I was like, you know what? I want to wear those, so I put them on. It was as simple as that. But I you had to think about it. I wasn't thinking like, yeah, I'm definitely going to get cool points for these. No, chances now, are chances are, my balls are going to get busted pretty severely for wearing <laughs> these. You can't say that you don't go out in public wearing those, and part of your brain subconsciously is always going, I'm wearing non-prescription 8-bit glasses. No. You have to. No. You see, I don't believe that. I don't believe that you don't even let yourself acknowledge the fact that you're wearing. You're seeing the world through. Are you different saying? Lens. Are you saying the whole time, or just at some point? I mean, you it, you may not think about it. You may not always think about the fact that you're wearing them. You might forget your, but you're always like, I'm wearing these. You are aware of it at some in your subconscious at some level. Well, I mean. Honestly, like when I'm at work, I have to wear safety glasses all the time. You wear I those forget... safety glasses at work? No, no, no. But I'm saying I forget they're on my face all the time. Just like these, like they just blend in after a while. Mm. But every once in a while, will hit me like, yeah, I'm wearing these fucking ridiculous glasses. Usually when someone else brings it up. But I don't know. I like them. So I'm I just kind of, I can kind of sympathize with that because I have those lights on my car, and I always forget about them until I see someone like staring at me really weirdly, and I'm like, why are these fucking people mean mugging me? I feel the and same way just, when you I got get those boners. KC too. lights on top of your. Yeah, that's like what I'm like saying. That's why Honda? people are staring. Is that right? Yeah, is KC little, lights on a, a Nissan. On a Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, they're for it the was, ladies. It comes in handy, though. It's economical and good for night filming. Yeah, and we, bitches. Get the bitches. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, new bitches, look at my 82 Nissan with KC lights. <laughs> <laughs> Want to go on a motherfucking safari, girl? I got you. I got you. <laughs> they usually do. Hell yeah. I'm eating you, a cheeseburger. Could you, right you off road? Yeah, you're hella eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> so gross. Is this why you were late? <laughs> Got well, these no. cheeseburgers, baby. <laughs> no, I had forgotten my phone charger and I need uh, I, I couldn't have gone without my phone. Nah, man. So um uh yeah, I w- went to steak and shake last week. Which oh, I was gonna make place. a tradition 
And then I was, because they're so good. Oh, they're yes. so good. And uh, so I was on my way to the Steak and Shake uh, and the Quick Trip next door to get my giant beverage to record my two podcasts tonight. Yes. <laughs> and uh, my podcast and a half. This show is only half mine. <laughs> okay. It's half yours. Half, half none of yours, Zach. Aww. No, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on my way to the Steak and Shake to probably get a double cheeseburger, and then I realized I forgot my phone charger, and uh, I didn't want to be super late, so I went to the Quick Trip McDonald's combo uh, uh, on that was nice. just on the way here, uh, and it's just I'm halfway uh, into this burger, and it's just disgusting. Wait, there's so a, disgusting. where the hell is there a Quick Trip McDonald's combo? I mean, it's, it, they're just next to each other. Okay, you know. They're not. It's dude, not that the would same be building. dope as fuck, though. Is what I'm thinking. That would <laughs> no, be. dude. That's something. Let me let me We're get ten something. on five and a large fry, please. <laughs> I think Quick Trip's food smashes McDonald's's food. Eh, yeah, I did forget about Look, that. I don't Quick like. I just don't. They have a kitchen now, which might help them, but I don't like their food. They got kolaches, son. I didn't even know what a kolach was. We would gladly accept Quick Trip sponsorship. <laughs> uh, thanks right for after we talk shit on them, <laughs> you're fuck, doing everything wrong. Fuck y'all food. Go to Quick Trip. <laughs> That's what us Midwesterners get excited about is our gas stations. That's, <laughs> that's dude, the only the thing best. we have that's better than everybody We got the else. best gas stations ever. <laughs> What you know about that mighty mocha, son? <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, fuck McDonald's. That's what this show's about. It would be nice to be able to go like get gas and the best fries in, in the world. Dude, you know what, though? I did the other, like it was like last weekend. I was on my way home, and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I got a triple cheeseburger and a large uh, fry. Dude, for, and how was, was it? $2 for that Griffin? triple cheeseburger. Yeah. Ah. Dude, like I ate it. But the whole time I was eating it, it was like, I'm asking myself in my head, why am I doing this to myself? It's see, the worst. See, yeah. weirdly enough, I always thought that like <laughs> eating McDonald's was kind of like masturbating. Like at first you're like, this is such a great idea. And then afterwards there's just so much shame. You're just like, oh, what did I do that for? Uh, that's funny. <laughs> the first time I heard, like I, I really don't frequent McDonald's. I don't. I'm yeah. not a fan of the food. Uh, and I, Occasionally, I get the craving. I'm like, Ugh, I don't know why, but I really want a double cheese. It's because your parents made you eat it when you were a kid. That's probably why the Happy Meals and stuff. Oh like no, no, no! Not my mom did not make us eat McDonald's. McDonald's was I a know treat. You were all about it. Oh. McDonald's was a treat for us. So the first time I heard that there was somebody said triple cheeseburger, like I'm like, wait. <laughs> There's a triple. <laughs> T Mac from the from the Spanish announce table uh, just walked by. We Cheering record our shows back to back here. Actually, like so the Spanish announce table's over there. Talk drops is here, and then and then I stick around and talk about wrestling with the Yes Talk. Uh, yeah. all, we, all in this beautiful studio, man. And thanks to uh, you know the awesome voice over there. For uh, hooking this up in T Mac for oh, yeah, letting us go oh, yeah. in here. This is cool as fuck. That dude's got a hell of a voice, man. Like he, he was, he was when we were sound checking earlier. He was just in the corner of the room. Captain Awesome. He was there. in the corner of the room, and he's coming through my headphones like loud as hell, <laughs> like in the back of the room. I'm like, he's, Jesus Christ. He's got a loud voice. So okay, the triple cheeseburger. <laughs> back to the important issues. So the first time I heard. Somebody say that there was a triple cheeseburger. I, I my brain just went into slow mo, and it was like triple. 
apple cheeseburger. And you see the fat on their face just like, <laughs> just like swishing around as they said it. Just, just like rolls of vibration from your right cheek vibrate around your face to all the way to your left ear and all the chin flapping left to right. <laughs> Yeah, fast forward to your doctor just looking at you with a genuine sense of disappointment. Like, dude, you got to stop doing that. And then you you go, why? And he goes, triple cheeseburger. (laughs) Come on, man. Let me just get one more. Here's here's my complaint. This is my biggest complaint right here. They quit putting two pieces of cheese on the double cheeseburger. Does that? At least for a while. And then they invented the McDouble. Right, uh, and which then it is was without like the two one cheese. motherfucking piece of cheese, and they charge so. And then you got to order a double cheeseburger. But it used to just be they quit putting two pieces of cheese on it, and then make you pay more. Like who the fuck <laughs> wants a double cheeseburger with one piece of fucking cheese? Does on that it? even constitute economically? As a that's genius because I mean, you think about the economic am- shit, man. Yeah, I'm thinking of this not in terms of the consumer, but in terms of the guy <laughs> on a yacht in the middle of the fucking ocean. I think that's with the, the huge terms bank that account <laughs> that could give co- two shits about childhood obesity. I'm thinking about that guy's standpoint. McDonald's should cover their meat with as much shit as they possibly can to oh, cover it's so their disgusting. fucking meat. Like, if you know what, if you have something called a double, you should put four pieces of cheese on it Hello. and like cut and as many things as you can to cover. You're fucking do pad. You sound you like that? you work at Taco Bell. Just <laughs> <laughs> stuff a bunch of shit in there. Did you see the new thing they have? It's just a chicken tender and a Crunchwrap Supreme. They're like, just ah, fuck it, throw a chicken tender in there. <laughs> this, yeah, how, Taco Bell, that's their company motto. Like, how much shit can we stuff in different shape shit? <laughs> like that's that's pretty much it. Um, this is going good so far. Yeah, I like this show. You know. Uh, thanks for listening at home. Um, yeah. We actually, uh, we're still getting hits. Current, as we speak, people are listening to last week's episode. Oh, really? um, here's awesome. here's actually some news. This is kind of cool. Um, we, we didn't, you know, I mean, we're not going viral, but Talk Drops uh, was the number two listened to show on the Trending Topics Network on its debut week. Really? Oh, cheap. So, Dude, that's kind of tiny. You know what actually. was number three? The Yes Talk with Dustin. Oh, oh <laughs> snap, son. He came in like a beast. <laughs> You're just rushing the charts. <laughs> Hell Top yeah. 40, here we come. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you ever get any like uh, like tweets or emails, like questions and shit like that? Um. Oh, for this one? Yeah. I don't think for this show yet. Okay. Maybe I didn't really push it. I it, This... I'm not, I don't want to get into it, but it was a rough week for me. I didn't really have time to push. Okay, that's but, understandable. But if you're at home, uh, if you're at home, hi, thank you for this. Please tweet us. Uh, like I said, follow us at Cough Drops Live, K-A-U-F, and then tweet us at hashtag Talk Drops um, okay. with any comments, questions, anything from uh, any shows you've seen, any guests you'd like us to make fun of, or any comments, questions you'd like us to talk about, or comments, anything. Say anything. Just Please say talk hi. to Just us. Say <laughs> hashtag fucking talk drops anything. That would be like, yeah. we talk 20 minutes on it. Yeah. You could even insult us if you want. Yeah, if you want to insult us. 
Dude, well, I feel like most of them cool. are probably oh, going to be can, Let's do that. Let's do our uh, insult tweet of the night. Like, and we could like <laughs> pick the best insults. Like our three, and like so, make fun of us. Tweet us. Dude, I'm going to go home live, hashtag and tweet so much. <laughs> it's just basically hash. just going to be our friends trolling us. Whoever it. has yeah. the best jokes about Zach's mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me uh, lay some things out for you guys. She uh, is a realtor, uh, has the short bob haircut, smokes tons of cigarettes, is always wearing visors yeah. and mom shorts. So just... <laughs> Let her have it. What kind of mom shorts? <laughs> the mommiest of mom shorts. We're talking old Navy mom shorts. I think that's th- what the actual tag says when you see them in the store. Mom yeah. shorts. Yeah. That sounds like some shit old Navy would do. Just to make sure nobody below 40 buys them. Right, right. I got a little less than half of this double. And then I have another one. Do you guys want to split the other? No, I just cheese? ate a bunch of shit that's probably not going to kill me in a couple hours. We could just all choose a cheeseburger on the show. Uh, I just ate. We I could just ate a shit ton of pad thai, dude. Okay, like I see you. A boy. shit ton. Was it in Westport? No, because you look like you just came from Westport. No, it was actually <laughs> Mr. Hipster. Jesus Christ. No one's safe. I'm too. I'm too old to be a hipster, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. And take off your non-prescription eight-bit glasses. I like them. I like them. I like them the same I like way I like them. this shirt. Like so I'm gonna wear it. You know it. what? I won't make fun of you for wearing old navy shirt. I won't. I like old navy lightweight hoodies. Okay. That's you know I'm gonna have to make my way there because it's starting to get warmer, and let's be honest, uh, this my hoodies are a little warm. I'm a fat guy. I like to layer up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it's sure. just what I do. You have to yeah. thin it up. <laughs> so I gotta get a thinner hoodie mm-hmm. for the summertime. You're not gonna stop eating McDonald's. You just gotta get thinner hoodies. Yeah. Yeah. My my other thin hoodie, uh, it's still good, but it, it has this white. Nasty stain. It's a white stain. It's not that kind of white stain. Uh, I was about to say, come on, you you were opening yourself. I up bug there. bombed the house. Like we had a <laughs> like. Well, I guess when they remodeled the house before we moved in, they yeah. uh, they did uh, a bad job. A so like bombing. the bedroom flooded, and then we pulled the carpet back, Shit. and it was wet, and there was bugs and all this stuff. So when after they filled everything and fixed it, got all the mold out and stuff, then they bug bombed the house and. Somehow the bugs, the bomb spray hit my hoodie and has this white layer caked on. Oh, you like you left your hoodie in the house? No, I was just wearing it. Man. Oh, you're just and wearing it, just it that day. Casualty of war. Damn. Yeah. Damn, dude. Apparently, I didn't move fast enough because <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm a fat guy. <laughs> my hoodie, the fat guy hoodie. Uh, God damn it, now I'm going to have to go back to the store. <laughs> Get another goddamn hoodie. I got a goddamn bug bomb on. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Oh, that's my keys. Put your hand in my pocket. I can't reach down at me. Get to have to eat my cheese back on there. Ah, it's so good. So good. Dude, you look so sexy when you do that. Ah, yeah. uh, man, I have to. Does McDonald's deliver? This one, I know it's a nice neighborhood. McDonald's pie. I got a pie to pay somebody to bring me another cover of cheese back in there. <laughs> No luckness, monster. You ain't getting your goddamn tree fit. <laughs> you ever, like, that's fucked up when you're so fat, you're out of breath from panting. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Glenn, you did an amazing job on the show this week. That Thank you. The new yeah, big dude you. was so... Dude, and not only that, it was that. so fun to write with you. Oh, that yeah. Matter. That was... Yeah, you guys blast. did something a little different, didn't you, for yeah. this one? You did, did a little different Tried writing practice. completely different. Rather than 
sitting down and writing it, or as we like to call it, having Brian write it. <laughs> oh, um, man. Well, because uh, you know what? We can talk about that. Yeah, right. You, you tried like, to get Brian to write it. No, didn't he you? did write it. He wrote one. Here's the thing. All right. First off, oh, yeah. bad props to Brian David, um, B R I A N uh, David. Just an amazing mind. So dedicated, you know, write tons of stuff. So yep. many, I mean, we've had entire shows written, written by, by Brian. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, you know, has done wonderful things. He's a dark-minded <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is like, true. <laughs> you really have to, like, layer, you have to tone him down three layers at a time to get him to come down a notch. And you really do. Like, but so we had this idea on, like, I, I saw that the, they had the first penis transplant. Right, yep. and uh, and it was successful. South Africa, and uh, we, tr- Glenn and I, sat down to You're write right it, sp- but he yeah. quit smoking yeah. pot, so we like yeah, hadn't couldn't write anything funny, and uh, <laughs> it was just a bad day for that. I think it was late. I was tired, so maybe too. Um, so we're like, hey Brian, we take a crack at this. Uh, our idea is to have this um, guy, to, like when in a horror movie, when somebody gets an organ transplant. It they need to start killing and if that tra- body organs from a serial killer, then the person start starts killing, killing people, right? right? So it was that idea of like, okay, the new penis taking on the traits of the old, and we're like, let's have him be a serial killer, like who is also gay and uh, <laughs> a nymphomaniac. Yeah. Okay, Brian's <laughs> so like, well, can I take my own crack at it? I'm like. Okay. Let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. These are some heavy-handed topics. Maybe we can hand it over to you. <laughs> and so we sit down to read it and to do rehearsal. And halfway through, I'm like, wait. Is he talking about fucking teenagers? <laughs> right, right. I'm like, whoa, dude. Whoa. What? Whoa, dude. He went to teenager fucking? Just well, like okay. straight to it teenager was like, fucking? It was like the... <laughs> Penis belonged to a guy named Ted Cruz, not like the Ted Cruz. We were just a dude okay, named a Ted named. Cruz. There was, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, okay. So the Ted Cruz thing too, yeah, okay. yeah. But, but fucking teenagers, right? Am right, I right? Right, right. <laughs> and it was fucked up because like we're just reading it, and of course I'm reading it with like a South African accent. And that made me feel even more fucked up about it. Like, she was 16 at the time. Like, whoa, whoa, God, whoa, dude, whoa. What the fuck am I saying here? It's a little pedophile. <laughs> I didn't fuck a creature. So, all right, tell them about our... What, so, this I enjoyed what we did, man. I enjoyed yeah. our writing method this week. Basically, like, the writing method was we sat down and just kind of built on it. Like, we had a starting point, and we just recorded it on a the sound recorder on Dustin's phone and just kind of riffed on it and just tried to try to build it up. So you just basically practiced improving. We like, improved yeah. it several times yeah. and then like let it build itself. Like okay. we recorded like we recorded it at like six minutes and then we did it again a different way for six minutes. And then we did it like probably three or four more times a little shorter. And then when we did one where we're like, okay, this is the base of our intro. This right. is how our intro is going to be. Okay. Then we started doing it with only the second part. Like, okay, and we just record it, listen back. What we, and instead of like, it really just is was really good yeah. way because then you can go back and you can listen to what you had said. And exactly. you can sit there and you can, you it, it's essentially improving, you're improvising your writing because yeah. you are doing it there. Yeah. But then when you can go back, it really helps beef it out. Then just writing, you're listening to it, and then you're like, okay, I can, 
Yeah, let and me I'm tell really you something happy else. with the way it turned out. Yeah, and not only that, but think about how we felt showing up to the arts bar the next night to actually do it on the show. It wasn't that feeling of like normally when we have like this long elaborate script. It's like shit, shit, shit. Okay, um, just show up at eight. We got to run over it a couple more times just to make sure we got it. Blah blah. You know, and we're all running around and shit. It was. We just kind of showed up and we were like, "All right, we let's do it. this." Yeah, you guys yeah. kind of you guys kind of created it, so you really yeah. probably didn't have to practice it too much. Yeah. I think it had a lot more of <clears throat> us in it, you know, which is different than like. Which don't get me wrong, I love doing Brian's stuff, and I love like telling him there's no way in hell I'll do his stuff. I love because <laughs> we have that relationship. We have that kind of relationship where it's like he's like, "Oh, all right, God damn it, okay." <laughs> uh, we love you, Brian. We do. We love you so much. You're a machine, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll we'll get him we'll we'll get him in here. But uh, I do like the thought of a segment called <laughs> "Rejected Brian David." <laughs> Rejected Brian David scripts. We can just like go over the topic of scripts. <laughs> that's hilarious, and that's the perfect thing for him to write. <laughs> Make him write a segment about I scripts. That we I need you to write like total freedom for him because it's a bit that makes fun. of of like how fucking crazy his brain is. Like there's some scripts I'll look at him. He'll send them to me, and I'll look at it like this might get me disowned. <laughs> this, this might get me disowned from my family right here. Like the Doritos commercial came close, it, right? But they were more upset about they were more upset about uh, them getting Doritos and shit all over my apartment and my furniture. Yeah, your family KKK was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's like that was a Chinese guy and a Jewish dude. Yeah, we're talking. It, go <laughs> if, if you. We had, we did a Doritos commercial with the clan. Yeah. And, where they couldn't figure out how to eat the Doritos. Yeah. Just, just shoving them through their face, making a mess. Yeah, it was it was fun, man. It was it was. I had a good time that day. It, it was, cool was weird, but that goddamn. Like, <laughs> We started eating them through the eye holes. Not for every party. Yeah, we started eating them through the eye holes. Because Joe, yeah, Joe No came up with that. He just kind of started doing it. And the problem was, yeah, it was cool eating them through the eye holes. But then you had to, for the final shot, you had to put the hood back over your face. So now you've got the fucking just Doritos cheese crust in your uh, eye. Uh, and just, it, ah. the. Uh, just, I never uh, actually got cheese crust in my eye but i, I did, did the, i did you know what, that was a really fun because that was just this like organic thing like we had this idea all we knew is we were going to sit on those couches and make a mess eating doritos right and the way that everybody just kind of went with each other and built off each other and joe no was wonderful and he oh, did yeah. create wonderful things yeah. for, for everybody to follow oh, yeah. uh it was really good and uh it was a fun thing because you just sit down and you don't really know what you're going to do, but then you just start doing it and it's it, it, yeah, it's good. It's, yeah. The whole time, though, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself. But it, usually filming without a script is terrible. But go, yeah. Go, go ahead, it's go. fucking Martin Luther King Day and this is what oh, we're doing. Oh, yeah. It was on Martin Luther <laughs> this King Day. This is what we're Day. doing. <laughs> I forgot it was Martin Luther. So what'd you do? Oh, we had a little barbecue. We had, you know, we didn't have to work today. Or what'd you do, Glenn? Oh, you know, I just had my friends over. We dressed up like Klansmen and we rubbed Doritos all over ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking weird. Yeah. And Zach recorded it like a snuff film. Right? <laughs> just in the, yeah, this is the stuff I like. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Colin Young too, man. Uh, 
Yeah. Wow, he saved our asses on that. We're like, how are we going to do this? He's like, all right. Uh, he's like the fucking MacGyver. Oh, he is, man. He's got yeah. a lot of technical sound, knowledge. Uh, for the live shows, does a lot of most of our technical work. And, yeah. Uh, and he's actually he's a badass. He's, he's doing the editing now. Oh, yes. oh okay, like, uh, okay. We have a. Uh, he's gonna be. He's doing our episodes. Too. We're gonna have to start oh. paying him, dude. Oh, I did. Okay. He bought him. Didn't you yeah. buy him the Adobe <laughs> Creative Cloud? I bought him a Creative Cloud plus like some extra. Okay, so, okay, I'm okay. His monthly subscription. Sweeten the deal. Sweeten yeah. the deal for the uh, for his. All he wanted was the Creative Cloud, and I was gonna give him more. So I'm, I'm like, well, how about I just do that, and I just give you this amount, and then you have like you can get your Creative Cloud, and then you have because it's so much work. Like, having dude, to renew the subscription dude, and like yeah, uh, like, sign up for it. It's so much work to do these episodes. I mean, oh, okay. the, like, man, it's hard to just. Yeah, eventually know, he's probably gonna go. Somebody please help me, because <laughs> I did. I mean, I've done so. Well, many. I mean, yeah. Not only did you do the editing, but you like did everything else too. So, <laughs> just, but that editing process to have like, I mean, because you have three cameras. Yeah, yeah. It takes them, forever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put sync the audio. You got. I mean, rendering time is probably the worst. Just uh, uploading, exporting, and rendering is so like many cigarettes. The most time-consuming yeah. t- part of all of that. I've gone history. to your house at like nine o'clock at night, and it'll be like I'll look up, it'll be three a.m. and he's like, "Well, on to the next step." I'm like, "Wait, there's more shit to do." Like, <laughs> on to text and title. <laughs> right. I'm like, what? <laughs> there's more shit to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. Why don't we? Uh. Why don't we give Mo Alexander a call? Have a give him a yeah, ring, let's baby. Call him. Let's call him. All right. Well, uh, we'll go to a commercial and we will be right back. How's that sound? All right. Sounds let's great. Let's give him blah, 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 to the And that, let me introduce the host of the internet's worst late night talk show, Mr. Dustin Kaufman. Tired of the same old late night talk shows on actual networks with high budgets and real celebrities? I feel like I'm being raped right now. <laughs> with an actual talk show host? You sound like you're at the end of a long hallway. Cough Drops with Dustin Kaufman is a weekly late night sketch comedy show. President of the United States of America, Barack Obama. And the self-proclaimed internet's worst late night talk show. Your last YouTube video only got about 52 views. Uh, but yet somehow managed to rack up 103 dislikes. And how does that <laughs> Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Cough Drops Live. No, it turns out my 72 virgins came from a Cub Scout bus crash. <laughs> Cough Drops with Dustin Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F Drops. Or if you're a member of law enforcement, that's King Adam Union Frank Drops. Follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and BlackJewishChristianSingles.com. Cough Drops with Dustin Kaufman. Welcome back to Talk Drops. It's Talk Drops, everybody. Not Cough Drops, it's Talk Drops. Yep. Uh, We got uh, Glenn Bolton as always. Hello, Zach Huber. Hello, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm Dustin. And what up, boys? We got one more guy with us. Uh, we got one more guy with us. We're very funny comedian, Mr. Mo Alexander. What is happening? What's going on, Mo? How are you? Uh, I'm 
I'm alive, but I'm not kicking right now. But I'm good. I'm good. You, you actually did you do you say that you you just broke both feet? Is that a real thing? Oh, jeez. Whoa. That, that that is a completely real thing. Uh, I had a, I had I was, I had a, I, spra- I sprained all the muscles in my right. I mean, all the tendons in my right foot, and uh, had to go to the hospital about that. And on my way home, I broke left foot and screwed up my right. Even more. Oh, oh my God! Oh my God! How did it happen? Yeah, so I literally yeah. don't have a leg to stand on right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, are you doing? Are you going to be doing any sit-down comedy? <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I had planned to go. I, I was off for. I've been off for like six weeks, and about two weeks ago, I was trying to make a gig, and I had two walking boots, oh. and I was I was trying to go back out, and I was like calling the two or two walking boots and a microphone, <laughs> and then I. And then I was going down the steps and uh, twisted my ankle and. The- <laughs> Jesus, dude! Dude, you just gotta stop moving. I, dude, I, I, literally, I literally cannot put weight on my left foot for another week and a half. I have been I, I'm uh, basically hanging out in my house, chilling, wa- watching Agents of Shield. That's all I'm doing. Those walking boots were not made for walking. That is not <laughs> what you should do. No, they're not. They were not made for walking. Jesus, the fuck I down, look like and the best part about being two walking boots. I look like Missy Elliott from like a 1998 video. That's what I look like. Uh, um, so okay, so we have uh, for the fans listening who haven't, uh, maybe maybe they have, maybe they haven't heard it. So you're down in Memphis, Tennessee. You you're a headliner full time. Uh, where where are you where do you usually work? Where can people see you around? around the Man, country? I, go, I go everywhere. I'm uh, I'm like worldwide. Seriously, I go. One week I'll be in New York. One week I'll be in Florida. One week I'll be, in, you know, I'm everywhere. Just uh, you know, um, I don't have a region. I'm everywhere. Yeah, that's wonderful. If, if you have a comedy club in your town, I'm trying to get there. Um, and it's uh, is it MoAlexander.com? Is that the website? It's actually MoAlexander.net, but I screwed up my Ooh. site. It's actually MoAlexander.net. <laughs> Couldn't get the dot com, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had the dot com and forgot to renew it, and then it's uh, I think it's been turned over to some weird gay porn site. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like Mo Alex, it's hers, Alexander. Instead of more Alex, they're just you want some Mo Alexander? Like, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Please take this down. I know. I know. I know. I know Sorry. the slogan's like, oh, you're looking for Mo, aren't you? Ooh. <laughs> no, not more. Mo, the comp. Mo. <laughs> oh. So, do you, yeah. did you get started in Memphis? Where is that? Where you? Is that where you're like born and raised, or born and raised in Memphis? Started comedy here like 20 years ago, um, and been traveling ever since. Left in 1996 to start doing comedy full time. Man, that's a that's amazing. Yeah. How, so, what got you into your start? Uh, before before that, who was your earliest influences, and did you used to do any impressions of comedians as a little kid? And if so, who were the first comedians you would impersonate? Dude, uh, I grew up. I, I grew up uh, late night movies, so I would watch everything from old Bob Hope things and uh, all those on the road to movies. But my like early comedy. Like, let's see, like Flip Wilson. Yeah. Bill, Bill Cosby back in the day. Bill Cosby. Uh, yeah, I've listened to all these people's Fire. albums and vinyls. So. Mm-hmm. Back, uh, those are the people I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. 
And then uh, right when I started doing stand-up, right like six months in, I discovered Bill Hicks, and I was like, I got to throw my notebook away and start over. <laughs> that kind of influence, huh? You, huh? you were influenced that heavy by Bill Hicks, where you're like, you yeah. know, now, yeah. what was it? Was it his, was it just him, or was it, were you, or did you just say, you know what, I can do so much more, and I can say so much more? Well, it was it was the fact that um, I don't have to make anything up. I can tell the truth on stage and make it funny and dark, because that's who I am anyway. So, you know, although they're doing, trying to make everybody happy and be, like, nice and friendly and you know, hey, let's talk about airplane food. Yeah. But uh, I saw Bill Hicks, and I was just like, I can't do this yet, but what I will do eventually is just learn to write and tell the truth about myself on stage and everything I see. So that's what, that's what I do now. So it was the openness and the freedom of that style of instead of just sitting at home and going, set up, punch, set up, punch, what can I talk? Do you just go up and you just more speak from the heart? I mean, is it so – did you start writing differently or did you just start writing on stage or how did you change your writing? Well, at, at, at that point, at that point I, I had, I was still like, you know, I was only like a year in, so I sure. just, I couldn't just, I just, I was still learning. So I just write and write and write and, um, go up on stage and play, you know, I had to get my still, I still had to get my nerve up and do, you know, people say you don't find your voice in comedy for like 10 years or something. It took me about five and there's one moment, I mean, there's certain moments in my comedy career that, you know, uh, like watching Bill Hicks for the first time. Uh, I finally went on the road touring. I met a comic named Bill Martin. And all we did the entire weekend, we worked together, was write, which was the thing I needed because I had been on the road for like six weeks. And no other comic I met wrote anything. It was just like they didn't experiment. They didn't try anything. But me and Lori wrote every single night we were together. And I was just like, when we tried stuff the next night, it was awful. <laughs> like, I, I feel like it took me five years to get consistent and then 10 years to get funny, probably. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like no, no different from like every story you'll hear from every comedian. It just takes time. It's, right. it, I think it's because it it's takes a lot time. of life. Well, and well yeah, because you, at first you're just trying to learn how to write, and then you gotta, you're trying to, you know, get your stage presence and get and not scare the crowd too much and want to be your friends, but then... You have that one drunken night where you end up with a hooker and you're like praying you don't have herpes. And the next one you go on stage, you're just like, you know what, screw it, let's go. So how old were you when you started? Huh? How old were you when you started? 22. 22, okay. okay. I think I was about 19, 20. And like, but still 22, that's young. You're, you're Anybody in their, in their young 20s, even, you know, up to like 24, I'd say 25, if not even a little older, but. I think one of the things about starting young in comedy is not evolving your act as you get older, but allowing yourself to evolve as a person and then letting your act evolve with you in that way. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree because I see so many people who are, are young comics who have nothing to say. They have no stories, and they're just—it's just boring to me. I'm like, you don't have a life. Go out and. Get a sexy transmitted or something. Come on, give me some. <laughs> right, well, it beats the masturbation jokes, right? Yeah. Some herpes right. or exactly. something. Hey, you know, you, you only can hear my mom. My mom let me, and like, you know, I joke about my mom and my dad, and 
Like, dude, come on, tell me something interesting. Tell me about your first abortion. Come on, let's use it. first abortion? It wasn't you. <laughs> or was it? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, what? Awesome. You got, it, I mean, you can be happy and friendly and stuff if you want to be, if that's who you are, but I'm more of a darker, more twisted human being. I, uh, I, th- yeah. It, I mean, and it's, I, you know what? I, it's so funny because... Growing up, I loved like Stephen Wright and Howie Mandel and stuff like that, and yeah. Uh, but I was, you know, I did like Carlin and stuff like that too. Um, and as much, it's weird because I went so long in comedy thinking I want to, you know, aspiring to to rant and be dark and this and ha- have a point and like, but be funny and all that. And then it, but I always tried to be goofy because I always really like so like occasionally I'll just throw out this ridiculous shit and I. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I just think the audience won't buy some shit. Like, if you don't believe in your material, there's no way the audience will. Yeah. yeah if, it, well, if you don't believe in your material, why are you doing it? Well, or even if it's not believable to you. Like, it's like, right. it, like it's hard to, like, rant for 20. But sometimes those one-liners, too, those goofy one-liners, like, after, like, a long, crazy rant, it can, yeah. it can, it's a nice segue sometimes into nothing. No, I, I, I agree with that. It's just like... For me, if I don't believe, if I can't believe, if I can't believe in something I'm saying on stage, I'm not going to say it. I just can't do that anymore. I can't be, um, I can't be just a shield. I'm like, hey, let's talk about this, and isn't the government great? Yay! Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody believes that. <laughs> not even and, government employees. And not only that, it's like people probably don't believe that you believe that, you know. Yeah. Wait, I can hear you. What did you say? I couldn't hear you. Oh, I said, and it's also like, not only will people not believe that, people won't believe that you as a performer actually believe that yourself. Right, you know? right. So I mean, I have, a, I have a, I have a very weird following of humans in America. I mean, I really do. I mean, I have everybody from, like, doomsday preppers to the rednecks to the yeah. atheist group, you know, Highly evolved black folks who uh, hang rap music. I have a weird conglomerate. Have you got any weird fan art or like any weird stuff from your fans? Yes, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. There's a there's a there's a there's a, there's a uh, couple in Harrisburg, in, uh, Pennsylvania, who I love so much. Like I have a line in. My, wait, can we curse on this thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. There's a line in my show occasionally uh, when I just want to terrorize a woman. I'll tell her I'll make her, I'll make her moist like a bunt cake. And, uh, <laughs> and after saying that one time in, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, the next time I came back, um, the one, the the wife made me a bunt cake. <laughs> <laughs> and they just they were sitting front row and they brought me a bunt cake and then they just cut me a piece of stuff and sent me while on stage and I sat there making fun of the whole situation and eating a piece of bunt cake. The cake wasn't dry, was it? Oh no, it's very moist. Uh, moist cake. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's the most baller shit ever. Like I know, dog. Come on, I got you I need cake a cake joke, right? <laughs> we need cake jokes, right, Glenn? Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know any comedians that have ever had someone bring a cake and just straight cut them a piece <laughs> front row. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it, I've, I've been there twice now. I've been back twice and every, the past two times they come out to the show, they bring like twenty people. And there's a bud cake in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
Yes, it is. So bring it's bun delicious. cake to Mo Alexander. Yes. <laughs> bring cake. You got to have wants, cake. Baby. Love that cake. It better be a moist bun cake. Moist bun cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh. <laughs> you guys seem to have fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're having a blast. But uh, one question I had for you is uh, as far as, like, your recent, like, your most recent gigs that you've done, like, what's your, like, favorite place that you've been recently? Well, recently? Uh, well, I've been, well, I guess my bedroom. My bedroom has been my favorite no. gig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like, your most recent gigs. I know you've been oh. out for a while, but your most recent gigs. Oh, I always like Atlanta. I always like Birmingham and Stardom. That's one of the greatest clubs in America. The 600-seat rooms they fill on a Tuesday night. Ridiculous. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. It's one of my favorite places to go. Um, I'm trying to think. Recently. Where was I right before I hurt myself? Uh, I can't remember where I was. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe, maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> Must be. Oh no, I had I had done a gig, I had done a gig in uh Indianapolis. I was up in Indianapolis right before I hurt myself. Okay. And, uh, that was a lot of fun. Cool, cool. And, so yeah, then uh then a then a comic up there who books independent shows and there's this little place, uh I can't remember the name of the guy's name is Sam O'Connor. He's a great comic, he's very twisted and weird. And uh he books a bunch of independent shows called Rocket Ship Comedy and I did a show up there and it was great. Great. Um, I got to try out a bunch of really dark new stuff and made me happy. What about you, Zach? You're an up and coming comic. You're you're a younger guy, man. Uh, you've been doing comedy what a year? Uh, yeah. So, in the first time I saw you, honestly, I was like, this guy is awful. Like, I'll be honest. <laughs> Just a year awful. ago, I was like, when you know, I was like, this guy is terrible, dude. And a year later, you're crushing it, like all over. So, do you have anybody in? So, in your position, do you have any questions for Mo? Like, uh, I just. Uh, I don't, uh, thinking that, I really, I actually, I really liked what he said earlier. It really applied to me where he said that he just flipped his style like a year in. Is that what you did? It's, it's, I feel almost like it. There's cause something just, that flipped in your head. Mm-hmm, it's just, I don't know, I wasn't feeling what I was putting out. And then, I don't know, I just kind of stopped. I guess at first I just, I, I kind of tried to maybe almost imitate did you get laid? Style. Laid? Is that what it is? No. <laughs> that definitely was not it. <laughs> <laughs> who, are you, who are you imitating? Uh, like, let, me, wait, let me stop you before you answer. There's like four comics that every young comic imitates right now. I bet you can it, guess them. Say it. It's either Patton Oswalt. No. Uh, there's some field dang cook leftover people floating around. Uh, maybe uh, a little bit, but no. Uh... Bill Hicks or Stanhope. Those are the four people There's always try to Mitch imitate. There's also Mitch Hedberg, man. No, uh, the one I went for was Aziz Ansari. Oh, weird. Yeah. I just really liked him. That's weird. Since so I you just try to like be like, I'm going to go be Aziz. I don't know. I just I like the energy that he put out there, and I guess I haven't really necessarily gotten rid of that. But I just like the way that he interacted with everybody, and I liked him personally. Like, I thought he was hilarious. I would do that. Right. Like, if right. I wrote a joke, and, you know, like, your cadence, it is – it does – not everybody's just natural right at first. You know, like I know in stand-up, I probably at first early on when I'd write jokes and rants, I would think, how did, how would Lewis Black say this and make it funny, right? Yeah, and it never yeah, worked yeah. for me. Well, it's just, I, I mean, I still don't, and I, at that point in time, had no idea, yeah. like, what I was doing. And so, I mean, it was just kind of a way that I thought might help me, and it doesn't. You just got to, I mean, the only tried and true method I've learned is that you got to keep writing, keep performing, and just keep trying. 
just over right. There. There's no way around it. There's no way you around keep, failing. You just got to keep on and do your thing, man. Mm-hmm. And one day you'll find out exactly what you want to say. A lot of people try to force it. That's the worst thing you can see. Like a comic for the year in, and they're trying to do a, a very complex race joke, and it's just like, uh, well, um, Mo, I want to thank you immensely for coming on. Uh, do so. You're laid up. You're. You, this is how comedy is how you make a living. It's believe that, ladies and gentlemen. Comedy is a career. All right, people make a living yes. telling these jokes. Yes. Kind of. Um, and so. Yeah, he's, seriously, man. Normally, uh, just, you know, I haven't had an actual day job since. 1996. Oof. Which okay, so now do you have is it do you have an Indiegogo or is it just a PayPal going? Because I know that you had some friends start. This man is so means so much to so many people. Mo Alexander means so much to so many people as a friend as and as a fan. So Mo had some uh, friends get together and start a uh, a, a razor of funds uh, for a pot of funds, if you will, uh, a place where people can help him donate because. I mean, he's off his feet, literally unable to travel. He's just unable to work at the moment. Uh, so where can they go to do this? Um, well, well, right now there's a PayPal account set up with uh, moalexander at gmail.com, moalexander now, at gmail.com. Do you have but tomorrow uh, there will oh. be a GoFundMe account also just under the name Mo Alexander. Uh, that's that will be live tomorrow. So GoFundMe. Okay, which tomorrow is actually when we'll release this. So today, oh, okay. tonight, <laughs> yesterday, right. two days ago. That, that will that, be, well, be live on the first. So, so right now, I, you know what? I'll plug it so you don't have to. Ladies and gentlemen, Mo Alexander, I've done uh, – I, I know he's wonderful. I did the San Francisco comedy competition with him years ago. Uh, wonderful yeah. man. Just as funny and sincere as you can ever meet. Uh, please go to GoFundMe. Right now at Mo M O Alexander A L E X A N D E R, uh, just go fund me at Mo Alexander. Uh, yeah, and do you have CDs and shirts? Can they do that, or is is there a is there anything like that that would help as well? Or wait, so I, I couldn't hear you. What do you say? Do you have any CDs or shirts for sale online as well? Yeah, I have. Uh, you can. My latest CD, uh, my my last CD that's currently out right now, is everywhere from iTunes to uh, uh, CD Baby. It's called. Uh, just in case lions are right, uh, uh, my my shirt, uh, the Save the World Slap the Stupid shirts, which are available at moalexander.net. Um, yeah, so you can do get all this stuff anywhere anywhere you see Mo Alexander, you can buy my stuff. Okay, um, and nice. So and then check, stay in touch with him. He's gonna get back on his feet soon, and he'll be coming to uh, your city, state, country, or um, province. Province. You know, uh, your island, maybe. Uh, he could come to your shed, your wooded area, your rural development. Uh, I heard you like bunk cake. Trailer park, <laughs> your trailer park, your fan rally, your... <laughs> I'm black, I can say that, shut up. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, we, it's okay, we like the clan here. <laughs> and we're, He's black, too. No, we don't like the clan. We can say that, Quinn's black. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> oh, oh lordy. Yeah, uh, it was fun. Thank you, man. All right, Mo, uh, Mo Alexander, hey. ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Uh, you. You come back again one day? We'll do it again? Of course. All right. Of course. Thank awesome. you for having me tonight. You're welcome. Thank you, buddy. See you later. Bye. Later, dude. Bye.
that went well. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. that was actually. Yeah. Once we got the phone up and running. Yeah, that was good. Hey, Mo Alexander, everybody. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, pretty cool um, dude. Is there anything you guys want to get off? Or we can uh, is there anything you guys want to get uh, off your chest? Anything before we get that? Before we before we get out of here. Before we get, I just can I plug some can plug, I plug, plug some shows? Shit. Can I plug, plug some, some shows? Uh, I'm gonna be at the Uptown Arts Bar in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, this Saturday, April fourth. Uh, I'm actually opening up a burlesque show. Oh. I'm opening for a burlesque show. The KC really? Cabaret burlesque shows are so legit. They're super fun, very, very entertaining, and uh, I'll be doing a couple sets that night, opening up each act of the show. Uh, it's super fun. Everybody has a good time. Uh, the, the burlesque dancers do a great job. Uh, and also, Tuesday, April 7th, I will not be here co-hosting the podcast. I will be at Davies Uptown with the Unpopular Opinion podcast tour uh, headlined by um, Adam Todd Brown. Also, Jeff May is going to be on the bill, and Genevieve Mueller, and uh, my buddy Kevin Amond is going to be emceeing it. That's at Davies Uptown. That show starts at 8 o'clock, and the show at the Arts Bar starts at 9.30. Doors open at 9. So, yeah. yeah. You doing anything at all? Uh, uh, Yeah, I got a couple shows coming up, but they're just like in Topeka and stuff. You don't want to do that. <laughs> you know wants to go to Topeka. <laughs> Dude, you know what's fucked up? The last show I did at Davies, the headliner was talking about the show he did in Topeka the night before, and like every time he would like rag on Topeka, the crowd would just go ape shit. Dude, actually, I, I shouldn't have said that because Topeka, the last time I went there, was just awesome. Like the crowd there was like crazy huge. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, bet. by my standards, but I mean, the yeah. crowd is huge. And they yeah, nothing, nothing against Topeka. I was just stating a coincidence, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. trying to talk shit on we an entire city here. We hear at Talk here. Drops <laughs> like Topeka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, watch us online, Cough Drops Live. Please, God, subscribe to our fucking YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's all just, we want, man. Just watch <laughs> that shit. We put so much fucking time. And share us with your goddamn fucking friends, all right? We talk to dead people. We fucking, we've <laughs> given, I mean, we've done some shit. We've had, what the, we had, we had new dick dude. Watch Cough Drops this week. We got new dick dude. Uh, we got uh, just wonderful. Sarah Glass came out to the song. Oh, she's Meeting amazing. Chris Holmberg so is awesome. just funny he's as awesome. everything. Oh, he um, killed it. So, um, yeah, awesome. Fuck you. We love you. <laughs> Fuck us. We love you. Uh, we love us. Fuck. Talk. Fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Let's sing some fucks to get out. Fuck, 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 man. <laughs> Talk, Joss. We'll see you next yeah. time. Yeah.